Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City in Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about resignation from from church. Leaving, leaving your church on the for real. Yeah, we talked about a group of people who uh, did it in mass last week. Right, right. Mormons. And uh, we actually had um, a lot of inquiry about it. So we wanted to talk a little bit more about it. We yeah. didn't realize it was going to be such a such a hot button issue. You, got, you guys got us thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. We're, we're, we're on a kick now. <laughs> but we'll let you know about that later. We'll tell you all about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. About it, about we, it. Yeah. Because that's what we do. <laughs> yes. Ho- hopefully we're telling people about something. Telling you guys about things is kind of our our gig. <laughs> Speaking of which, should I tell them about something? Yeah, go for it, Dan. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys about Black Jesus. Ooh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, contrary to Megyn Kelly's remarks, like last year. Do you remember last year when Megyn Kelly was like, Jesus is, was white? Oh, blah, the, blah, blah, blah. That, she's a Fox one, right? Yeah, she's a Fox News anchor woman. Okay. Person, she was insistent that Jesus was white. It was right. just like, oh, okay, Megyn Kelly. <laughs> Like white, white, like blonde hair, blue eyed, white. Like I don't know. She, said, she just said white. Yeah, that's whatever him, that means. I, and she meant like her. <laughs> she, she meant blonde and pretty. She, why would Jesus be any other race but me? Jesus is blonde and pretty like me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, there's a, so um, Cartoon Network. Do you, we you you and I both have enjoyed the Adult Swim uh, uh, since it's. Uh, earliest it's a, days right yeah uh cartoon network does adult swim which is uh late at night after the kiddies go to bed they do the craziest shit they stop it's not all cartoons no no a bunch of it's not cartoons. uh you know that that's where one could see robot chicken which uh-huh. is re- really fun and yeah. uh tim and eric awesome show great uh-huh. job yeah. was on there and some docs was on that right Right, so uh, so the new show is is Black Jesus. That's the show that they are going to be launching. It's set to launch uh, this week, this upcoming week, yeah, on the seventh. And I, I mean, I know that they do live action stuff, but I just assumed, also because I was only listening to the trailer um, when you were playing it earlier, uh, and how ridiculous it sounded, that it had to be animated. No. No. This is a live action show uh, starring Gerald Slink Johnson. Slink is in quotation marks. Does he go by Slink? I guess he goes by Slink. Hey, Slink. Yo, Slink Johnson, what's up? Play play Jesus for us, is what they said. <laughs> and he was like, okay, that's why they call me Slink. I'm about to slink into Jesus. Okay. Um, he looked I, familiar. What has he been in before? I have no idea. Oh, okay. You can IMDb him if you want to. I'm not going to. Uh, anyway, the, the the setup of the show is that it's modern, it's it's contemporary times, and uh, Jesus, this black Jesus, with strangely long flowing hair, I guess to make him look more like Jesus. Jesus had long hair. Right. Everybody knows Jesus had long hair and a beard. <laughs> so he has long hair. He has just gone with the goatee, not the full beard. Anyway. All right. Long flowy hair. I'll give him, I'll grant him that. Black Jesus. That's okay. Uh, in Compton, California. Okay. okay. City of Compton. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, he's uh, spreading love and kindness huh. um, to to the people of Compton. Good. And the the trailer's cute, and and I anticipate it being a a decent show. I'm I'm I I don't know. We'll it's see. a late night show, so hopefully you are intoxicated. 
right, right. in some way. Get your ass drunk and, and uh, then enjoy the show. Yeah. Um, there will be some that won't enjoy the show, that have already decided not to enjoy the show. Before they've even seen a ep- single episode? They've seen the trailer, and let me tell you. Uh, as one Monica Cole, director of One Million Moms, said, This show is blasphemous, irreverent, and disrespectful. <laughs> Uh, they are basing that entirely on uh, the YouTube trailer, which y'all can go and which see. Which is blasphemous. It's, and... it's really not. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, at one point, she accuses them of, of, um, of, of having Jesus use foul language. Mm. But the, thing, the only thing I remember is him going, oh, yeah, well, bless you, too. Oh, yeah. It feels. It feels. It has like... that... He's Je using it. Quoi he's of, using it in blast, in a way foul language that feels foul, but it it's feels foul. Um, yeah. Uh, she, this cold lady said, "As a Christian ministry, we felt like we could not excuse this behavior for any television company." Now, normally they don't they don't go after television that's geared only to adults, right? Normally they go after television that's geared toward kids, but they felt the need this time. This has crossed the line. It, it, it's wow. it's quote extremely sad when mocking someone's faith is someone's entertainment. Yeah, actually, it's not that. It's actually funny. It's pretty fun. We enjoy <laughs> it's it. Not sad a lot. So I, the emotion that I feel is not sadness. <laughs> not at all. No. Hmm. Okay. She needs to. I mean, yeah, mocking uh, atheists is a lot of entertainment for a lot of Fox News watchers. Yeah. So uh, fair game. Turnabout. Yeah they say is fair play um yeah she is she is up in arms she's not the only one um one million moms is not the only organization angry about this the american family association okay um what do they do they gripe (laughs) that's their job i think it's in their charter okay we are here to gripe that's these are the guys that went after honey made graham crackers and disney channel and jc penny all for having gay friendly delicious fun and stylish like why what what would their gripes be (laughs) indeed (laughs) how could anyone come up with a gripe for that they've they've sent uh they've they've launched a campaign asking people to send emails to uh turner broadcasting corporation to pull the show before it airs and apparently they've sent more than 130,000 emails, according to them, wow. according to the... That's American impressive. Press. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Turner says, no, thanks. We'll just keep going. Because uh, it's a win for them. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. They're getting it's... publicity up the wazoo because, peop- because you know, people are, are yeah. writing this, this thing. And Turner already knew that none of those people were going to be in the audience. None of those people watched no like yeah no, none of those people tune into robot chicken no no they're not watching any of that stuff because it's it already pushes their buttons right exactly so if they had watched robot chicken they would have seen countless jesus sketches absolutely count and i mean like this is just this is just par for the course yeah i but I, one does suddenly wonder <laughs> Is it the blasphemy that they're on about, or is it the blackness that they're on about? The blacksphemy. Like what real? <laughs> did you catch that, everybody? Blacksphemy. Unfortunately, I did catch yeah. it. Dan. Yeah, that's right. I I invented that word. <laughs> I take full credit. You're welcome, everyone, and the world thanks you. Mm-hmm. Not really, but uh, but um... yeah, that's uh, I I'm thinking I'm thinking 
if this were white Jesus in Compton in whack getting himself in some wacky situations you're you're really going to accuse these the re- people the religious of, right of racism it, it, you're right there's no history there <laughs> that could possibly back that up you're right i i'm not going to go down that road cuz there's no history that would possibly tell us that uh <laughs> that racist racist motivations could be mm. part of this mm I do think you know. I do have my objections. I will say that this this show itself strikes me as vaguely racist. Uh, the show itself has like things like it's got all of your your archetypal black characters. You know what though? Angry black woman. I will yeah. smack. I don't care if you're the Lord and Savior. I will smack your face. <laughs> as long as it's coming from black people, I'm fine with it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm you know. Not you from, know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. It's just like uh, gay people can make fun of gay people. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. You it's know. true. I'm just not allowed to make fun of anybody. As a straight you white make, man. You got straight white men to make that's fun true. of. That's true. And I will Dan. make fun of them. And there's plenty of you and plenty of material. I'll and I wish make fun you of would s- just get started. I, <laughs> oh, I haven't been doing that? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's true that uh, I can, I'm guessing that almost all of the uh, objections to the show come from the straight white community. Uh, I, no, I I I bet if you uh, just looked a little bit, you'd see some uh, critique from some some black preachers. Maybe I bet I bet you could find it. Like because it does it meet their a typical Christian's definition of blasphemy? Absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're they're representing Christ no in a, 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 in a in a comical. Uh, ridiculous fashion. Right. Of now, course it's blasphemy. There is another side to this. There are those who, uh, like Robert Thompson, director of the Blyer Center for Television and Popular Culture at Syracuse University, he said uh, that uh, maybe this could actually... Uh, it, well, okay, wait. Is he the one I'm talking about? No, I'm talking about... Um, Sorry, I got my two guys mixed up. Dwayne Wickham, dean of Morgan State University's okay. School of Global Journalism and Communication. He wrote in USA Today that the show uh, should stay on the air because it may actually convert people. He says that this shows... Je- because, like, Jesus... Ori- the original real Jesus, apparently, uh, you know, he was associating with some some sketchy characters. Right, right, right. Uh, there in Galilee. So you're saying this is a secret, a really clever way of getting Christ's message onto Adult Swim, right? Because he's a lot, because the end message will always be one of loving and of forgiveness and blah blah blah. So he says, you know, this is this may be a better way of translating Jesus's message uh-huh. than the uh, than 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 some stuffy pastor. Meh. All right. Um, well, fine. Uh, the, the, the Robert Thompson guy was the one that I originally was attributing that to. It was actually not that he's the one that said that quote, there has been a lot of visualizations of Jesus that have been on a whole spectrum of what might've been considered an accurate depiction of what might have actually, what he might've actually looked like. Uh, I think by and large, if you go to ask, yeah, he said, and then of course he backs off of it and just says that, uh, uh, it doesn't matter matter what race he was. It, what matters is the content of his message. And that it was universal and meant for everyone. Right. And that he was white. <laughs> I mean, no. Sorry. Never mind. 
All right, well, let's all right. move on. Yes, let's do. Um, well, I have the story of uh, a... Um, do you remember... Uh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but New Jersey uh, banned gay conversion therapy for minors. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah. Uh, it was, I was very pleased when it, that happened. It was, uh, it was impressive, actually, in my mind. Um, well, of course, um, the uh, religious right... Um, they turn to the courts. They love the courts when they can use them for their for their purposes. Yes. Um, they uh, they they turn to the courts, and uh, it went up to a federal. Blah, blah, blah. Well, they sued in federal court. I don't know how far it got, but anyways. Um, so the federal judge just came down, uh, and uh, sided with the state of New Jersey. All and said, right, and said that um, that there is no violation of religious freedom uh when you're trying to um uh when what the state's trying to do is uh prevent child abuse mm. this is uh, uh the <laughs> which is i think that's absolutely amazing and uh the judge refers to uh conversion therapy as a pseudoscience uh-huh uh she says uh, surely it is undisputed that a state has the power to regulate not only medical and mental health treatments deemed harmful, mm. but also those that are ineffective and they're not based on medical or scientific principles, but instead on pseudoscience. The fundamental rights of parents does not include the right to choose a specific medical or mental health treatment that the state has reasonably deemed harmful or ineffective. To find otherwise would create unimaginable and unintentional consequences. Well, I'll be damned. Ta-da! The state of New Jersey and a federal judge who had jurisdiction over New Jersey uh, says no. Yeah, if only more great. states would follow suit. Well, I would think that at this point... Something tells me Utah's not going to be high on that list. No, no. That's not going to happen here very quickly. Even though I think there's only one real gay conversion thing left in Utah. Yeah, but Utah was such a pioneer, and you've yeah. got so many people believing so deeply in, in, if not conversion. I mean, the church, the, the LDS church has backed off they of it. They have backed off, yeah. But there's a lot of folks that still get mighty uptight Yeah, when, uh, when their kid comes and says, Mom and Dad, I think I'm gay. Right, yeah, yeah. But anyways, it's safe uh, for gay kids now in the uh, state of New Jersey. Well, hooray. They can be gay, 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 gay. Uh, they and don't they, have to worry about their parents. Well, they don't have to worry about conversion therapy. Something well, conversion tells, therapy. Something tells me their uh, their parents are. Could well, I, still I didn't be a problem. really. I didn't finish that sentence. Oh yeah. Okay. They don't have to worry about their parents throwing them into some sort of conversion. Therapy. Right. 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 <laughs> throwing them into a basement. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely locking like, them up or something. Sure, but I think there's now a much better case for the. I mean. You know, yeah, child abuse, yeah. You know, I think it's great. So good. I mean, but truly, what is the world coming to if we can't abuse at least our gay kids? <laughs> at least the gay ones. <laughs> we have to. We have to not abuse anybody. Anybody. What if? I know we can't abuse our gay kids, and I know we can't abuse our redheaded kids. But what if we abused our redheaded gay kids? Yeah, just the gay gingers. 
<laughs> just we need someone to abuse. just give, give throw us a bone here <laughs> who can i abuse for christ's sake <laughs> this is ridiculous this is ridiculous what if he's gay redheaded and atheist can i abuse him yet <laughs> surely i can jesus is okay with it mm-hmm. i'm gonna move on to uh well, I, I was going to give a location, but I'm going to talk about all over this fair country of ours. Um, oh, you know that Pope Francis guy? He, he's not. He's not all over this country of ours, but he lives at the Vatican, as you know, which is mm-hmm. one of the most elaborate palaces in the world. Opulence, mm-hmm. beauty, extravagance, and he has a small apartment there. And he lives in the small little little suite in the guest house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because he doesn't like all that extravagance. He thinks that that sends the wrong message. And and I would tend to agree with him. I I think that that's... Well... I mean, the the idea What's the right message? Well, that money should go to the the poor and not to the already wealthy. (sighs) You know... That would be be Jesus' message. If I found myself in a situation... (laughs) Where I had worked my whole life mm. to uh, rise to the to the top of an organization to, to the upper echelons um, of Catholicism. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna dance for the whole world to see <laughs> to steal a line from uh, I think uh, Driving Miss Daisy, <laughs> <laughs> or to steal a line from Mel, Mel Brooks, uh, the producers. If you got it, flaunt it, baby, flaunt it. <laughs> Well, you would be uh, apparently in good company. Really? Uh, there's an article in C- on CNN um, about the digs of some of the archbishops and cardinals of the United States of America. Oh. Oh. They're not doing too shabby. Really? Oh, yeah. We got uh, the first one that they, they go for is Timothy Dolan of oh. New York. We've yeah, heard of him. We've, we've, heard him. We've, yeah, we're, yeah. we've reported on that guy. Yeah. He's not so much of a peach. I don't love the guy. Mm. Uh, yeah. He, I have walked apparently past his house before. Now that I see a photo of it, I totally recognize it. It's enormous, and it's right on Madison Avenue in Manhattan. No way. Gorgeous, huge. It is 15,000 square feet of prime Madison Avenue. No way. Real estate. Uh, hmm. valued, uh, CNN did some interesting work where they, they hired a firm to, uh, to evaluate, to, to appraise, to pull some comps to, yeah, to appraise <laughs> the value of the place as is now, mind you, if you use it, used the land for something else, it might be worth significantly more, but just right. as is uh-huh. $30 million. Oh, Wow. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's cool. Cardinal's doing... He's doing doing well. Doing well for himself. Uh, Cardinal Francis George, uh, he's he's a Chicago cardinal. Not too shabby either. Mm -hmm. Uh, 19 chimneys on his little mansion, sitting on 1.7 acres of prime Chicago real estate, right in the Gold Coast neighborhood. I don't know Chicago, so I don't know what that means, but I assume it's pretty fancy. Uh, Worth $14.3 million. Wow. Does he light all the fireplaces at once? He does. Uh, as a matter of course. <laughs> he, uh, at, at all times, there's a fire in there every There better room. be smoke coming from every single chimney. And if it's white smoke, times. 
then uh then he just got elected then he's the pope (laughs) (laughs) the pope of chicago i i almost the first thing that flashed to my mind was not a good joke (laughs) okay no you you don't care to share well i i don't i don't know how it's pretty bad it was just something about I, i think i can modify it to where it's not too bad um it's just something about, you know, some new gay lover. I don't know. Oh. It was going to be about a molestation, if but it's, that didn't oh, feel no. right to me. Oh, no. Yeah. Like a, like a, like <laughs> another child got molested. If it's the, pink smoke, diocese. if it's pink smoke, then it's a happy union between two uh, consenting gay men. <laughs> if it's white smoke. Yeah, that's why, Alter Dan. Boy. No, Alter Dan, boy. don't. Oh. I was intentionally not trying to make the joke. Yeah, and but then, then you did. No, I told you what the topic was. Yeah. Anyway, and then you made a joke with the topic. You're welcome. That's what you just did. Uh, Archbishop James Sartain of Seattle uh, is living in a $3.84 million joint. Um, Hartford, Connecticut. He needs to get a better uh, uh, diocese. Right. Uh, the, the the listener, the, the astute listener that sent this in, whose name I don't have pulled up. Sorry, listener. I love you anyway. Uh Loved the digs of uh, Archbishop Thomas Wenski of Miami, mm. who lives with his secretary, a priest. Oh. I see. In Miami? I see. Mm. By by secretary, do you mean cabana boy? <laughs> because it's a six-bedroom, six-bath house with a tiki hut and pool in the backyard overlooking Biscayne Bay. Is there a photo of the secretary? No. Can, oh, what was no, his name again? but let's just imagine. What was his name? Was uh, Archbishop Thomas Wensky. Archbishop. <laughs> I don't know that you're going to get his. Thomas Wensky. Uh, W-E-N-S-K-I. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean going. that's a that that's a nice little nice little area they got. Uh, looking at one point three eight million dollars for that Miami Dade mm. uh, palace. Mm. Lot just lots of nice digs. Mm. Now there are people that go the other direction. There are the bishops who have who have forsaken that. Um, several uh, several archbishops have sold off their diocese big digs for something smaller and more um uh, nicer oh wait oh you're showing me a photo of the archbishop oh yeah the archbishop he looks kind of like tom ford's uh older brother the mayor of uh oh okay uh, toronto okay the drunken mayor of toronto Uh yeah okay that's here's his his secretary secretary oh he's younger and and not terribly handsome. Not but... tremendously handsome, but clearly gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that picture. That that priest is gay. And I would say, I could imagine an athletic build. <laughs> well, he swims laps every day. Yeah. He likes... Well, well, Archbishop uh, Tiki Hut. Uh... Archbishop Tiki Hut. I like that. <laughs> Sits He's... in his t- Tiki Hut. Or, or, or just, yeah, exactly. Is sipping... Coffee, maybe in his room watching mm. from above. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Boston's Cardinal Sean O'Malley resides mm-hmm. in a rundown rectory on the South End. Good for him. He's in Southie. Okay. Good. Uh, Archbishop Charles Chaput of Philadelphia, Philadelphia, sold the church's ten million dollar mansion when he moved uh, because 
he just didn't feel like it was necessary to live in a residence that large. Um, well, that's nice for him to make that decision for himself. But why did he have to ruin it for anyone who comes after him? Uh, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what we need to be worried about. He, I mean, fine. Okay, you don't want to live in the mansion, but other people have worked hard. Don't be a dick in about their lives. it. What about the next guy? Yeah. Don't See, ruin it for this, the next guy. This That's isn't like about rule you. number one. This isn't about you. Don't ruin it for the next guy. <laughs> Ugh. That anyway, makes me there, mad, there you go. Actually. All Are right, you well, done? Yeah, yeah, go. Oh, okay. Um, well, I want to turn to the story of the Ebola. Oh, that's Ebola. a fun one. Yeah. Um, you know, they, um, there's been this absolutely terrible Ebola outbreak in West Africa. This is a, this is a viral disease, just so that we can... Yeah. Um, it initially uh, manifests itself with some uh, gastrointestinal stuff. It's almost flu-like, mm-hmm. actually, at, at the very beginning. Um, but it, it, it so develops get... into bleeding orifices and just and like liquefied organs and some stuff. stuff. Yeah, if the movie Outbreak is to be believed, <laughs> um, yes, you are right. Um, but, so, um, so the, I think I think the takeaway is of this story will be if you get flu-like symptoms, you have Ebola, you should panic. Yeah, instantly. In West Africa, I believe it has like a sixty or seventy percent. Uh, mortality rate mm-hmm. uh, which ain't good no um and uh but it's not highly contagious right you right. almost have to try to get ebola um clearly the people who initially got you know in any outbreak get it they weren't trying i'm not saying that but like you got to get in like close contact with uh someone who has ebola right um typically i think um our western medical um officials say that it's only transmitted through bodily fluids mm. so it's not airborne you know it's not like this is going to be the end of all life on earth ebola is not the end of all life on earth right um as long as it doesn't mutate as long as it's anyways <laughs> But, but anyways, um, well, so there's these mission, uh, uh, Christian missionaries of sorts, people on mission trips, uh, who, uh, are going there and doing medical work, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, take for example, Dr. Kent Brantley, uh, he was volunteering with Samaritan's Purse, uh, and, uh, he, while treating people with, uh, Ebola, was uh caught the virus himself oh dear and uh along with uh nancy Wrightbull, who was a uh, sort of a administrative volunteer mm-hmm. uh, not actually doing medical work but probably once the outbreak like got crazy was in there working with uh the people helping them as much as she could mm. uh and she caught it as well and uh, so both of them have been, and they're not the only ones to um, be flown out, but they are the only two Americans uh, to have been flown out oh, yeah. uh, to receive uh, medical care back home. Uh, so they are in Atlanta now um, at uh, Emory University Hospital. Oh, dear. And... So they, they're, now they're getting good good help. There's an experimental serum that they actually were treated with before they even left the country. Okay. Um, and uh, but you bring somebody with a disease like Ebola, yeah. back, high profile, back into the country, and you have people who are upset about that. 
Right. Uh, so you have like, um, you know, people and people who are like real, like they really know what they're talking about and they're experts in the medical field, like Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, he, uh, he, uh, and, 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 and Coulter who chimed in as well. Oh, she, good. Oh, she, I was hoping she would have something to say on the subject because she is, she is a, uh, she's a visionary. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she, she questioned, uh, why the missionaries were working in the quote, disease ridden cesspools of Africa. Oh, right. Right. Because she's a good Christian and she knows that Jesus would <laughs> never advocate working in, uh, I mean, this is one of with... the worst situations in the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. The people are poor. They lack good medical care and a highly deadly disease is breaking out. These are good people who are going to do good work. And... Or disease-ridden cesspool work. <laughs> but, like, these people in Africa don't deserve help. And that's what she's saying. <laughs> yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, and a lot of these people who are criticizing them are asking... They're, um, Donald Trump says... Uh, no, he wasn't really the one. There were a few of them who um, basically were like... We need to be focusing on our problems here at home. Why aren't they volunteering here at home? You know, there are people who need medical help here. That's, and it's uh, like, really, you really, you guys are awesome. Yeah, they're really nice. Those people have, you know, if if anyone typifies sort of the, the, the Christian ethic of taking care of of other humans, I think that's got to be it. That's got, <laughs> that's, that's got to be the epitome. <laughs> Oh, good oh dear God! There are, um, there are bad people, yeah, in the world. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, all of our best goes out to the e to the sufferers of Ebola. Yeah. I don't know. I, we we should look up a a charity that people can donate to. Yeah, maybe blog. Mention it on the blog. Yeah, yeah. Or Facebook. Or if you guys know of one, send it into yeah, us. Let and us we'll, know. We'll publicize um, it. Um, something that's it's... not religious, preferably. Yeah. But well, even if they are, if they're doing good work, I don't give a shit. Well, if they're if they're not if they they can be religious people going and doing good work as long as they're not preachy. As long as they're not preachy. As long yeah. as they're not using the, the as long as they're not making it like, hey, uh, FYI, uh, we'll fix your your Ebola, just as long as you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. Do you want to hear a couple of these tweets before we move on? Sure. Um. So th these are Donald Trump's tweets. Oh, good. Uh, Ebola patient will be brought to the U.S. in a few days. Now I know for sure that our leaders are incompetent. Keep them out of here! <laughs> All in quotes. Um, stop the... Stop the... This is still Donald Trump. Stop the Ebola patients from entering the U.S. Treat them at the highest level over there. The United States has enough problems! <laughs> a few people with Ebola is not going to cause serious problems but anyways I, um, I would like i would like donald trump uh to go and be ex not exposed to <sighs> ebola i would like him to die uh, that's true i would like him to get ebola okay here uh <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest okay let's just put a little cap on that okay here's another one put a pin in that one uh the uh, u.s cannot allow ebola infected people back people that go to faraway places to help out are great but must suffer the consequences. There are consequences to your action, yeah. assholes. Oh, you're being a, a, a good human being and helping others out in like places where they don't have resources and there there's a 
problem with some outbreak and whatnot, you're going and doing that? Well, th- well, okay, but you have to deal with it. But you, you, that's on you. You accepted those consequences. Yeah. What? You can't bring that Jesus back here. Christ. We have problems enough of us as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 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 All he, right. See, the thing, we were talking about this earlier, whether Ann Coulter believes what she talks, what she says or not. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what go, goes on with her, but I'm not convinced that she believes everything that she says. Um, Donald Trump. I mm-hmm. really, truly believe that he is as bad of a human being as he oh, projects yeah. out into the world. Oh, yeah. He's not He's not trying to be a clown the way no. Coulter is. No, no, no. He's, he's just, he thinks, he just thinks he's allowed to say all of his shit. Yeah. Which he is. He's allowed to say oh, it. Oh, sure. How anybody could take that man seriously is a shock to me. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to uh, North Carolina. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. It, it sort of made the rounds on the Facebooks and whatever. In uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, at Mary's Gourmet Diner. Mm. Um, Sounds lovely. Apparently, and this is, this. Uh, apparently, uh, if they catch you praying over your food, oh, you might just get a 15% discount on the food. <laughs> it's the praying in public oh, discount over, well, o- over to Mary's Gourmet. Good for that. Uh, they... Uh, <laughs> Somebody posted a, a picture of their of their uh, receipt. Um, Mary has made it clear that she doesn't always give this discount. Oh, okay. Just when they feel when when a server feels moved or when someone feels moved, they give the fifteen percent praying in public discount. Oh, good for them. Uh, I personally find it an obnoxious thing to do. It's the worst thing in the world to see that at a restaurant. Excuse me, I'm trying to enjoy my wheel, my meal and glass of wine. Right, exactly. And you're praying. You're really putting me off my food right now. This is going to ruin my entire experience. Please don't. Please Yeah, everyone please don't pray in public. <laughs> at all in public. That's private things. That is private things. That's private time. It's absolutely private. Dear God, we should just go and pray in public. We should. I, I'm going to start praying over my meals in public uh, really loudly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'll do is I'll tap a glass and I'll stand up in the <laughs> dining room of a restaurant and just be, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Uh, I'd like to offer a prayer uh, over our meals. <laughs> and so and if you, bless all of our food. If you just please bow your heads and fold your arms. I don't want arms. to be selfish with my prayer and only bless my own food. So, uh, I've, you know, I've been told that some people don't like this and I will just tell the truth and shame the devil. I <laughs> love praying. I love it. I'm going to keep doing it. No one can stop me. Please bow your heads. <laughs> Dear Satan. I'm, oh, no. Just kidding. Oh, oh, Dan. Is there anything more obnoxious than prayer in public? Ugh. Of course there's something more obnoxious, yeah. but it's pretty damned obnoxious. Yeah. Children in public are really obnoxious. Uh, At restaurants? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Worst. <laughs> I hate all of your children. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> What's funny is that I love kids that I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then there are all these kids that I don't know. And if I don't know your children, Mm-mm. fuck your children. Yeah. I don't yeah. care about your children. No. I'm awful. Anyway, <laughs> what do you got? Uh, this is the story of uh, an Oklahoma teen who was on a mission trip, actually. Okay. Um, he went to Kenya. Okay. Um, and this is where the story turns. Um, he is accused of molesting Kenyan orphans. 
He was oh, 19 years old. Fuck. Um, and uh, the uh, I'm not going to go into all the details um, because the story does mention some of the scenarios and how he would. I mean, he he raped kids left and right. Jesus. He um, spanked, caressed, and engaged in sexual acts with young girls and boys. Um, he uh, and, and this is the last one I'll share. Uh, he forced uh, the children to watch while he touched himself. Right. Um, and when he came home, he started telling his friends about it. What? Um, and, uh, here's, uh, some texts. We have, uh, some photocopies of texts. I don't uh-huh. know why there's photocopies. It's kind of funny, but that's the <laughs> police even, department. How do you even photocopy I think you text? put it on the camera or the phone on the... <laughs> on the photocopier right 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 anyways i don't know but anyways um so this is from uh this is from him to a friend an unnamed friend uh-huh how can i not hate this thing inside of me it takes me at night and i'm and i am powerless over what luke wants right yes i named him i know how crazy that is he whispers in my ear all day and he's so hard to resist oh my and his friend responds back and this is after this kid knows some details. Yeah, I must. He and he must. goes, laugh at him. He has no power. Whatever he tells you, just speak the opposite out loud. Yeah, that's not going to work. And his friend goes, and then the kid goes, literally, he takes me at night and there's nothing I can do uh, to stop him. I'm asleep. What can I do? You honestly have no idea. I've prayed so much, but every night Luke gets what Luke wants. See, and, no, then, this is... and his friend responds, I don't know, dude, or IDK, dude, <laughs> dude. Uh, I just know if we could actually see Satan, he would be so small and we wouldn't give him a second thought. Just look, just get on your knees every night and cry out to God. We know that he doesn't stop praying over mm-hmm. us as. Yeah, no, no. Um, and so it's like the 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 issue that this really exposes for me, but is not mentioned anywhere, is the fact that this kid is mentally ill, is, has probably had a schizophrenic break or something of the sort. He's hearing voices. Yeah. And the voices are telling him to do bad things. And he's and, crying out for help. And the people in his community are are going right along with his whole I'm possessed thing explanation of the whole thing right which he doesn't know that's just the narrative that he's created around it right and the people his friends don't know to be like dude it ain't the devil you're sick you need help yeah from actual people who can help you what where was this reported oklahoma but what in in what news outlet did you uh this is the new york daily news jesus well you know i i just feel like uh this this is the danger of religion. When people mm-hmm. say there's no danger in my religion, my my religion is harmless. Yeah. This is what I have to point out, which is that like it's harmless most of the time, but there could be someone who's like seriously fucked up mm-hmm. and actually wants help mm-hmm. and is doing serious harm yeah. in the universe, and they're not helping him. Yeah. They're not doing they're not taking any steps that are of actual value yeah they're only and they don't know what steps are actually of value because they think they do yeah the second you think you know what's what works you turn off 
the search for what actually works. Yeah. It's driving me crazy. I know. That's that is that is awful. But here's a part of the story that I didn't know was a thing. Okay. He is being tried in the United States for oh. these crimes that he committed in Kenya. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I've heard that that, that can happen. That is amazing and I applaud whoever made that happen. Yeah. It does make it difficult though to um to go to Thailand and uh enjoy the fruits of of <laughs> of, of child sexual slavery. God. Uh, that clearly was a terrible, I, terrible I'm I you know what? I'm gonna joke. go ahead and say um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm, for your I'm, own legal safety. For yeah. your own legal safety don't participate in anything and that's the point i think it's like i think it's absolutely amazing um that we're not letting our citizens get away with terrible 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 activity abroad abroad right yeah Yeah, i that you know this is much this because when you first started this i was like why are we reporting on because yeah we could report on religious sex abuse Mm -hmm. all day every day i find it I mean, we know that it's happening. It is abominable. It's mm-hmm. awful. But it's it's not really our thing. It's not what we report about. Right. But this, the fact that no one, that he reaches out for people's help. Yeah. And no one knows how to help him. Yeah. And as a result, people are raped and people, mm-hmm. you know, children are abused yeah. and, and stuff. This is the harm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's what we need to be uh, protecting people about. Absolutely. Well, uh, if you uh, would like to reach us for any reason, there are many reasons why you might want to. You certainly can, listeners. Uh, you can contact us by uh, emailing at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Sure. Uh, you, could go to, uh, you, you could go to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Atheist. Or um, there's also the Twitter feed at TGI Atheist as well. Love the Twitter feeds. The um, And our website is thankgodimatheist.com. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break. This is uh, John Hagee. Ah, yes. The, the, the reverend, the right reverend John Hagee. <laughs> the pastor with the master. And just all around good guy. Mm-hmm. America has a dependent state. Listen to this. America has a dependent state the size of Spain living on our welfare. Think about that. We have a division in our country that cannot long endure. Those who pay double through taxes and those who get a free ride. This is not justice and this is not the American way and this is not how we became great. We became great by every American getting off his duff getting himself a job, and making his life a thing of beauty based on his own efforts. To those of you who are sick, to those of you who are elderly, to those of you who are disabled, we gladly support you. To them. To the healthy who can't work but won't work, get your nasty self off the couch and go get a job. America has rewarded laziness 
and we've called it welfare. The Bible says, the man that does not work should not eat. I know the liberals hate that verse, but read it and weep. It's God's position. It's God's position. God's such a good guy. <laughs> wow. read, it, read it and weep, y'all. I think it's good to call God on like his uh, moral uh, and yeah, I don't think I don't think problems. I don't think God's morality is the uh, is is maybe the best way to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's okay to question God. You when know he's what? wrong. You know what? You nasty. What do you the nasty layabouts? No food. <laughs> you get no food. You lazy nasty assholes. Oh dear God. Well, that's God, nice. You got to wonder how many people in his listening audience at that moment are on welfare through mm. no fault of their own. Right. Some of them, so, I mean, some of them may be lazy, but right. most of them aren't. Right. Uh, you got to wonder how many of them are looking at him going, oh, shit. Uh, I wonder how many of those people work at Walmart and the government has to pick up the rest of the bill because right. Walmart doesn't pay enough. Right. Exactly. How many? Yeah, exactly. I how mean, many of them in are, effect, are our government subsidizes the Walmart through and, and, and allows them to not pay their employees by uh, offering welfare. Right. Exactly. That it's the working poor. Yeah. That he is calling, that he is saying, get off your duff, <laughs> you nasty bastards. And it's absolutely. Yeah. Because, Oh God, it just, it's, it. I just get so fucking pissed. Yeah. At this topic. He's an asshole. That man. Well, I mean, he's somebody, like, if he didn't see government as the problem, right? then he wouldn't see the society caring for its less fortunate right. through government, right? As being... As, as being as being a bad thing. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's read all of the Bible, but there are a whole <laughs> bunch of parts about, like, taking care of the poor yeah. and uh, giving to the poor. Not... Not it doesn't jobs. have to be through your church. You can right. It does, and it and it doesn't say the Bible doesn't say give to the poor jobs. Mm -hmm. It just says give. Yeah. That's all it says. Yeah, that's what Jesus was talking about. Anywho, uh, let's move on. Why don't you? Uh, here's what I propose. I propose okay. we do a sort of back and forthy sort of thing. We've got a lot of voicemails today. Let's got start a lot of voice. Let's start with week. a voicemail. Okay. Then I'll do an email. Then we'll do another voicemail. Ooh. We'll just go back and forth. It'll be all Dan. wacky. I know. Dan, it sounds like fun. Oh, I'm shaking it up, people. I'm shaking it up. Okay. So um, this is a uh, a listener who called in with a uh, kind of a disgusting story. Okay. Hey, Frank and Dan. This is um, Ryan from Montana. I just thought I would add on to... One of the callers you had last week who was talking about how Catholics don't drink the wine at church. Um, I was raised Catholic, and the reason I stopped drinking the wine when I was still Catholic was one time when I was about 13, a large piece of somebody else's bread or Jesus flesh or whatever you want to call it floated into my mouth while I was drinking the wine, and that is why I stopped until I uh, left the religion. Um, yeah, I just thought I would add that. Uh, bye. <laughs> that is the most disgusting thing ever. Uh, and while we're on the topic, I'm just going to jump to uh, Tony writing to us from Sydney, Australia. Okay. 
who said, Hi, Frank and Dan. I was listening to your podcast number 142, where you were talking about taking of communion and how people didn't drink the wine because of germs. My mom, who is who is a Catholic, believes that you can't catch anything from the Holy Chalice because it is blessed. doesn't matter who drinks from it. Germs will not attach themselves to the chalice. I wonder what she would say if a big chunk of host floated into her mouth. (laughs) That is so revolting. It's so revolting. Body of... (laughs) Um, I do also want to say, Tony, don't let your mom go to Liberia right now. If she's okay with just sharing germs, whatever they are, keep her away from from Africa. And at least until this Ebola thing blows Uh, over. No kidding. All right. Um, well, the next up is a voicemail from Thane, and he's uh, sort of he just asks us a question. Hello, Frank and Dan. This is Thane, one of your veteran listeners. I've got a question for you and possibly uh, for feedback from your other listeners as well. Um, I found myself with a strong possibility of taking a job promotion, which would involve moving back to Salt Lake City. And when last I left Utah, I was still a believing member of the Mormon Church, albeit a somewhat liberal believing member. Having stopped believing about three years ago, I'm wondering what to expect moving back to Utah, not only with fitting back into the culture at large, but also with living in close proximity and therefore having much more frequent contact with the believing members on my side of the family as well as my wife's. Am I in for a culture shock? Anything I can do to prepare myself or my young children for the change? Thanks in advance. Well, that's a fun question. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. uh, uh, let me be the first to rewelcome you. Yeah. To our. Ho- hopefully, we get to rewelcome him. Our first. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope you get the the promotion. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, for um, you. Yeah. And uh, and Utah needs more people like uh, you. Like you, Thane. Yeah. Um, but the as far as like what would life in Utah be like and culture shock and all that. Um, as long as you move into the city, Salt Lake City proper. You're gonna be fine. Like we're not talking like Salt Lake metropolitan area, right? Because there's right. plenty of problems out in the suburbs. But as long as you're right in the city, um, the the only shock awesome. you may experience is how much fun you're gonna have. <laughs> Salt Lake's awesome. Yeah. Um. I mean, it. it you still want to get the right neighborhood, but sure. But if you look at the avenues or. What, like Yellcrest or Ninth and Ninth? Those are great neighborhoods. Lots and, of fun neighborhoods yeah. and uh, lots of places. The thing is, you will, you will still be surrounded by Mormons. Uh, well, not as much surrounded? as Surrounded? There'll still be Mormons around. There's, I mean, there's a ward house. There's a Mormon church in every yeah, but three I, block radius. Right. But I live with a with a church just right down the street. Right. And yeah, you see the Mormons go to walk into church on Sunday, but I don't feel surrounded. No, you're not going to feel. There will be Mormons in the neighborhood. Sure, sure. Absolutely. The city's what twenty, thirty percent Mormon at this point. Oh, I don't know. I think I, it's pretty I, low. I, I would have guessed higher than that, but I don't know. I think it's relatively low. But the point is, uh, you know, you'll if if but you're that's, in, if you're yeah. in Salt Lake, there's a lot of Mormons. If you're in, but there's also know, a lot to do. The community's great. There's. Yeah. You know, I think stuff to. I think you're right to, to understand that the 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 greater concern is dealing with family members because mm-hmm. you have to deal with them, mm-hmm. and that's going to be tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've been navigating that yeah. from afar this yeah. whole time. Now it's. Uh, I mean, it just takes a little bit of. Just remember that Mormons are passive aggressive people, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> take advantage of that. Yeah, 
they won't confront you to your face too much. <laughs> and if they do, just say, hmm, this is contention. He did bring up the schools. I don't know tons about the schools, Dan. You yeah. went to school here. I but did. a lot has changed since then, yeah, too. Yeah, we, we don't have kids. We don't know anything about helping you with your kids. Yeah. Sorry. But there are, what I will say is that there are a lot of groups, uh, local groups that you can join. There's, mm-hmm. you know, Atheists of Utah and stuff mm-hmm. um, that have family-friendly activities that offer support. Yeah. Uh, so look into those and uh, and see what you know. See what you come up with. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I'm gonna read a, a, a an email. This is from Sarah. She said, first off, this is in reference. She's apparently referencing uh, when we a story that I did about uh, Christian coffee shops. She said, mm. first off, a adorable that you two failed <laughs> failed mormon boys did not know about christian coffee houses um, they exist even in utah including one of salt lake's oldest and most venerable i do not know which one she's referring salt to. lake roasting company is it christian it plays christian music does it uh-huh yeah i don't go there yeah i don't like their coffee <laughs> and you are correct yes in not re- liking their coffee indeed uh she's she wanted to relay a quick and related story um, I was at the tail end of travel for a conference, just waiting to head to the airport, wandering around downtown Rapid City, North Dakota, which I believe is all their nickname is Excitement USA. Well, it's rapid. It's Everything's rapid. rapid. It's just very fast. Um, my friend and I decided to stop into a coffee shop for a light lunch and some internet access. As we were sitting, my ear tuned into the music and I said, oh, this is a Christian coffee shop. How can you tell? asked her friend. She said, uh, they're playing praise music. Praise music? <laughs> so then I had to explain about evangelicals slash born again's attempt to, attempts to update hymns via the creation of watered-down Christian-themed pop tunes that somehow share a recognizable something that makes them praise music. Some of this stuff plays on Christian radio stations, and a lot of it also gets sung with gusto in churches during mm. worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also find it funny. And weird that I just know stuff like this still. <laughs> Happy listening, she says. Well, thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you, Yeah, Sarah. I guess I was ignorant about the whole yeah. Christian coffee shop. I, it didn't even occur to me to th- even think, though, of Salt Lake Resting as a Christian one. Because what you described to me last week, it, I was thinking much more overt in right. how Christian it is. And I've never felt that from Salt Lake Resting. No, I've never felt that either. I've even never... though the music does get mixed in with some christian crap if i if i remember correctly Good but Lord. it was sarah who's an old friend of mine who pointed that out to me uh-huh. we, we had a probably a very similar conversation at said coffee shop I years see. and years and years ago so. oh there you go um my coffee is heathen coffee that's that's the only coffee you know what's funny way is better it's funny how many uh, like atheist groups meet in coffee shops yeah i hope some of them meet in christian coffee shops it's almost worth it to have a meetup at Salt Lake Roasting Company and suffer through the coffee just to fuck with it. <sighs> but we won't do that. I know the coffee is just... It's not good enough. Not good. No. Nope. Not good. If it was great coffee, now you might get my attention. Yeah, exactly. Thing. <laughs> exactly. But you, the coffee, you, you have to, you only reward it for good coffee. We, we are kind of coffee snobs. Yeah. You and I. It's I've true. Got a, I've got a couple places right now that, oh, they just, just love. Yeah. So good. Okay. <sighs> Let's play another voicemail. Yeah, I'm just trying to get back into the 
I'm thinking about coffee. You're getting out of coffee mode. Mm-hmm. Um, this voicemail, um, she, she's longing. She has, she has, she's longing for something. Okay. Hi, Frank. Hi, Dan. This is Laura from Ohio. I had a question for you. Um, my husband and I are the only atheists we know. We live in northern Ohio where it is very, very, very white and straight and Christian. Um, we recently took a flight. And I happened to look over. We had some pretty bad turbulence. And I happened to look over. And I saw this man making the sign of the cross. And I have to admit I was a little bit envious that he was so comforted by making this gesture. And even though, you know, I'm a pretty staunch atheist, I thought, you know, boy, it would be nice to have that, to comfort me, you know, when someone dies. or And not having that, I, I have to admit I was a little jealous. And I just wondered if your thoughts on that, if you guys ever experienced anything like that. And I know the first knee-jerk reaction is to say, oh, I'm not going to believe that bullshit that they believe in but you know it, it it is a little it would be a little nice to have that just wondering your thoughts on that thanks love the show guys take care well thank you for the call that's, and uh that's a fascinating thing fascinating question and i'm just going to say we do have that comfort oh and it's called clonopin <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't I don't know that that's helpful for everybody. <laughs> for every situation. Yeah. But if you're on a plane and you're a little anxiety ridden. Then what you do, the, the way the sign works is that you, it's, it's, it's a down to your pocket, <laughs> then twist open the bottle. Push and twist. Push and twist. <laughs> then pop a pill and you're done. And you're done. Uh, no, I, you know, I get this. I get this idea because there, what's nice about this, psychologically speaking, and I'm an expert on psychology, so mm-hmm. everyone take everything that I say completely seriously. But it occurs to me that psychologically speaking, what's happening here is that mm-hmm. this guy has a gesture, a physical gesture mm. that goes straight, that he has connected very clearly with a comforting brain pattern with mm. a with a thought process that he, that is comforting. Mm-hmm. Uh and the thing is that while his comfort is pretty cold comfort in reality, mm. it's a psychologically very uh very nice sort of thing. And what we have as as atheists is reason, mm. and reason's great, but it's a longer process. Mm-hmm. Like and it's not effective in the moment. Mm. Like sitting there and telling yourself I'm safe it's very unlikely that anything bad is going to happen to me. This is just turbulence. Turbulence is normal. This All is, of that stuff. I'm much more likely to die in an automobile accident right, than right. while flying in this plane. All of those things are true uh-huh. and unhelpful. Happy places are helpful. Happy places are helpful. But I wonder if there's. I think I I call out to the to our community to come up with something that is like that. A shorthand to. Quick psychological comfort. The sign of the A. You start over here. Go up to your forehead. Go down to your chest. Go start. Start on your left nipple. Go to your forehead. <laughs> down to your right nipple. Up to your shoulder and back across. It makes like a star thing, though. It looks yeah. It's strange. a pentagram. It's a pentagram. It seems straight, strangely satanic. I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I don't believe in Satan either. It's just an A. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that it would be interesting for you to sort of sort out for us as a group to find a way to sort out um, feelings of comfort based on rational thoughts and then associate those before you are in the situation with some gesture 
you know, just a hand on your on your chest or something. Yeah. And then uh, and then that gesture becomes the same thing. It's a you brought up just an interesting concept. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it can offer you the same comfort that uh, that that guy got. Yeah. Um, the only thing you can do is realize that that guy's comfort is based on yeah. a big stupid lie. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And this is speaking as somebody who has a very highly developed uh, flight instinct. Mm. In, in the in the version in the fight versus flight, yes. you, you run. Oh, oh dear God! <laughs> you're you're rationally run. <laughs> Whatever it is. Oh my God! I'm leaving. No, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm absolutely gone from what. And I had an experience this week where I saw that play out so perfectly. <laughs> With something so stupid, and I was gone. <laughs> so how do you how do you how do you fly versus fight in a in an airplane that's got turbulence? Well, it's panic. It's to panic. Yeah, because yeah. there then it, it your emotions get out of control. Right. And um, uh, fortunately, I'm a good flyer. Okay, I don't Great. flying doesn't freak me out at all. Right, me too. I'm not a good lander. Oh, really? I don't love landing. Okay. I don't mind takeoff. But landing kind of... Landing, when those little flaps, like, flip up, I just... There's something irrational that goes on in my head. Well, but I, not, to the, not to the point where, again, I achieve panic. Right. Or that I avoid flying or anything like you that. You know what? Here's what's interesting. As, as we're saying, like, these kinds of fears are not rational fears. Right. Fear itself takes comes from a place in our brain that doesn't respond well to being mm. rational. Mm-hmm. So maybe an irrational way of handling it is fine. You know what? Fucking pray. <laughs> I don't give a shit. If you're scared. If, what, if once you're on the ground. But no, yeah, that leads if, to the whole there's no atheists in foxholes thing. And I'm I'm I, willing to give them that. Well, I there are. But I'm just saying, like, they've got an interesting trick that calms their psychology. Could you pray to science? Pray to anybody. Pray to Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Dear Neil, please pray. help this plane get through this moment of turbulence. Right, exactly. If you need to, pray to Frank and Dan. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, do not. Do no, not. Pray. Well, you, we won't answer I think, you. I think this whole praying thing is not a good direction to go, Dan. I think whatever soothes you in that moment, you can, you'll come back to rationality afterwards. Right. You'll rationally know that nothing's happening. I, I think you could achieve a lot of the same things, though, by taking a moment of reflection. Mm-hmm. And taking a big deep breath. Yeah, absolutely. I think it ultimately would do a very similar thing, which is that person who's praying gets to break the psychological thing that's going on. Right. Whatever the pro- whatever it's a disruptive thing, that, or whatever that's going on in their head, they get to disrupt it. Um, and again, speaking as two trained um, psychology <laughs> professionals, <laughs> we know exactly what we're talking about. Right, exactly. But um, but no, that's what it seems like to me is they're they're able to like take themselves out of the moment. And and kind of send their 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 thoughts to someplace else. Right. If you're able to do something similar by just you know, yeah. Well, I mean, Everything's going I guess the, probably the truth is that, uh, an you know, a meditative state is what you need to achieve. Uh, sure. There are, there are some great like cell phone apps mm. that will that that are about meditation. Yeah. Download one of those before you fly, hmm. and then just and and then just do a meditation while you're uh, while you're in the air. If things get a little ha- hairy, yeah. Yeah. 
I have a little meditation podcast that I listen to Do when you? I get a little over just yeah. wired up. Do that. I like that. It's, I like that idea. It's the it's the craziest, wooiest thing. <laughs> and I kind of, it embarrasses me to admit that I listen to this one particular podcast. But it gets me through moments. I think you should tell our listeners what it is. No, I don't need to. But it, it, <laughs> it has like this. Hi. Please listen to this podcast with headphones on. And do not operate your vehicle while listening. <laughs> you may find yourself in an overly restive state. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But they never cross the, a very specific line for me. Okay. It never is mystical. Right. It's just, we understand how your mind works. Right. And this, we're going to talk to you in this voice. But they never be like, uh, send violet light no. out into the universe. No, that would I would shut it off and never listen again. <laughs> But when I need to just center, right? It's awesome. So I, yeah, I still think praying is kind of fun. <laughs> I'm gonna, I may start praying just for fun, just as a psychological experiment. Never, never believing, just praying. Well, here's the deal: come up with a pattern that doesn't call on God or God, but that calls on. I mean, you could kind of, in a way, pray to yourself. Sure. Calls on yourself. I've actually right? done that before. When really? I first when I first left religion, I started praying. I started praying to myself in situations where I was just like, I was so fucking used to praying uh-huh. that it was just like I needed to transition out. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to kneel down and I'm going to pray to me. Right. And I did. Right. It's. It, I think it's an interesting exercise. Hmm. Anyway, uh, thanks for the uh, for the call there. Yeah. Thank you. Um. I am going to I'm I think I'm going to skip my next email because I think it's related to one of the voicemails, the last voicemail? the last voicemail. So what I'm going to do before we get into the last voicemail and last email, okay. I'm going to thank our donors. Excellent. Um Susan uh is now a subscriber uh, a monthly subscriber to us. Thank you, Susan. Uh, as is Michael, who uh, both of you are just peaches, and thank you so much for your help. Well, thank you, Michael. And awesome. uh, uh, if if any of you out there would care to contribute as well, uh, please do so by going to thankonimatheist.com and clicking on the support uh, tab or button or whatever it is that we've got up there. You okay? Ah, my lower back hurts. I'm, I'm fine. So- I'm sorry. <laughs> Why don't you play the uh, the voicemail? All right. Hi, Frank and Dan. Uh, this is Kelsey. I'm a listener in Boise, Idaho. I was just listening to your most recent episode um, and talking about resigning from the church and kind of the confidentiality and how Mormons have a way of kind of weaseling out of that. Um, just a quick story. I resigned. I sent in my letter. It was probably a month or two ago. It happened to be the same day that I dropped my baby sister off at the airport for her to fly to the Dominican Republic to serve her uh, LDS mission. So I dropped her off the airport, mailed in my letter, and then when I went in to talk to my bishop and stake president, because um, I know them personally, I grew up in the same area, um, I went in to chat with them after they received the notification from Salt Lake City headquarters, and when I sat down, the stake president said, hi, you know, we got... We understand you want to resign. I just want to let you know that I, I noticed the part about the confidentiality, and I that I received you, the notification of your letter on the same day that I was going on this camp out with your father, and so I just want you to know I didn't talk to him. I, I wanted to respect that. 
And I was really grateful for that. And then the bishop, who was sitting right in the room there next to him, looked at me and he said, oh, well, I already told your mom. I didn't want her to be surprised. <laughs> so he kind of blew that out of the water. And um, I guess moral of the story is my my parents are kind of passive-aggressive. They don't, you know, as most Mormons are, they don't like talking about unpleasant things. And I live with them because I'm divorced and I'm a single mom. And so now there's been kind of this awkward thing where I had planned to sit down and talk to them about it, but they already knew before I even went in to talk to the bishop and stake president, and no one has said anything for several months. <laughs> so it's this awkward thing that hangs over all of our heads. But fortunately, nothing has exploded yet. Anyway, love the podcast. Um, keep up the good work, and I'll, you know, keep it up. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Those two needed to be on the same page. With oh each my other. god! Well, this is this is part of the problem now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There, you, you, you can ask for confidentiality all you want, but when you've got a lay clergy mm-hmm. uh, in the Mormon Church, he, eh, everybody might not be on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Well, I, oh shit! I already told your mom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Oh. And I love that the family hasn't no one said anything to anyone <laughs> that's amazing wonder, that right there that i wonder is, if the mom has told the father you are you are mormonism <laughs> encapsulate right there that is just that's exactly what uh. mormonism is uh, i'm gonna read this email it's on the same topic okay, uh, great. Uh, this is from tom in minnesota he says hi guys i'm a new listener well, hi, Tom. Yeah, hey, Tom. Uh, in yesterday's podcast, show number 142, you spent some time talking about leaving the LDS church. I was moved by your interview with a young man who was prepare- preparing to send his letter of resignation to the LDS church. His voice sounded emotional and very nervous or even fearful. I was raised in an extremely conservative Catholic environment, but I never felt that it was necessary to send the Catholic church a letter of resignation when I came to the realization that I am an atheist. I'm curious why you guys sent formal letters of resignation to the LDS church. Hmm. Also, I heard you use the word legal or legally in reference to your resignation, and I do not understand that. Would you please consider either in email or uh, either in email to me or in a future podcast educating me and perhaps others in my shoes who do not know much about the LDS church and why you would send in letters and use the word legal? Hmm. Um. And he says, he says, I know other Catholics turned atheists, and none of us have submitted letters of resignation. I had never thought about the possibility of doing so until I listened to your show last night. I'm not sure whether I would receive a response if I were to do so. Have you heard of it from any other listeners who came from other religions, such hmm. as Catholicism, who have done this? Hmm. Interesting. I, uh, um, Thanks for writing in, Tom. Yeah, thank you. Um, so this... This got us thinking, yeah, about resignation from a church in general. Well, it's become very much part of the post-Mormon experience, indeed, to to resign from the LDS Church. And there's much discussion about when in one's process mm-hmm. one should do it, mm-hmm. if one should do it, what are yeah. the consequences of doing it. And uh, I've I've had my own theories as to like why mm. um, why the Mormon Church has it. I know that it's fairly unique to to Mormonism where people feel this need to renounce it mm-hmm. when they're done. Um, and to I, get I, off I, of I'm the sure roles. that, yeah, and to get off the rolls, that's, you know, um, to not be able to be counted. They're so proud of their numbers. Right. You know, 
um, that you just kind of want to stick it to him. You want to be like, well, here's one, here's a minus one. Although the, uh, the, 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 I think the dominant theory among the po- post-Mormon community is that the church will still continue to count you. I don't think that's true. I don't know. It, I, to, there's, to no honest, way, there's, there's no way. There's no possible to way to find out. Right. Um, but it doesn't really matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. Um, but I mean, there. I, and and my theory has always been that there's something, um, there's something very intense mm. about the Mormon experience. That when you are trying to get yourself out of it, right? That uh, because it's it's sort of all inclusive. It's all or nothing. It is all you know, or nothing. You, in you a way either that... go to church every single week or you are considered, you're put into a category of less active or inactive. Right. And they, uh, they're very, everybody's very concerned for you. Yeah. Because it's... you're supposed to go every single week. We're not talking about something as intense as, say, the Jehovah's Witnesses, where leaving can result in official shunning. Right, uh, but from... I'm talking about the overall experience. Right, indeed. It is It is intense in its own unique way. It's right. a very uniquely intense situation. Um, <laughs> and, and Whereas the... Catholicism feels like to me, as an outsider, as, being, as having space within the community for having a less than 100% sort of overall commitment. Right. And that being okay. I think Catholicism, Church of England uh, slash Anglican slash Episcopalian uh, isms, mm-hmm. all do have space. Mm-hmm. Uh, even within the church, uh, there's there's room for you to not be active in the church, for you to not be uh, part of the church, mm-hmm. and yet they still consider you part of like a member. So like, it doesn't feel important to tell them I'm leaving. It doesn't feel like it has any impact, and it doesn't feel like necessary, mm-hmm. um, because because you can just you can be culturally Catholic, right? In a way that you can't really be culturally Mormon. Well, and another thing that Mormonism typically requires of you is active participation. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that you get a calling, a quote unquote calling, and they're pretty um, intense about it. Yeah, if, and so matter of fact, one of the ways that they will try and like pull you back in if they see that you're not showing up to church every week is that they will call you to do a job every yeah. week at the church. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was never a moment growing up when my parents didn't have responsibilities at church. Exactly. And my friends and their parents, it was always the same thing, you know, whether you were the Relief Society president or a Relief Society teacher or right. Sunday, Sunday school, school teacher or a chorister. Teaching or in the primary, which is the mm-hmm. children's The librarian. The, I mean, there was just so many different things. My dad was the ward clerk for a long yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. There's all these different things that are just this one little bit of responsibility to make the ward work. And they divvy that all out to the people. And right. what it does and what's brilliant about it is it keeps you coming. Yep. Because yeah, you, because then you feel bad if you're slacking you, off. You have a you have a responsibility. Yeah. Um, in terms of your question, Tom, uh, about um, legal, the legal ramifications of this, mm. there are legal things at play here. Um, even with your Catholicism, mm-hmm. legally, right now, they get to consider you a member of their church, mm-hmm. and you are, and 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 you are therefore. Um, sort of subject to them. They can publish you sort of publicly as 
a member and they they have is that a fact yeah oh wow well i don't know that they can i mean they can't you have privacy rights hmm. but not as but but they also have, i mean you have you're part of their communion and they can and they can make you know they can talk about uh about that mm. So there, I mean, there are, and I don't know all of the legal rights. I, what I do know about. Well, I've always thought of sort of the legal concerns as being sort of your own personal legal rights to affiliate and not affiliate with whatever you want or not want to. So like, so I, I know that when I'm talking about sort of legal things with, with resignation, that's more where my mind is. I'm thinking about, I have every right to make sure that my name is not included in your membership records. Right. Um, and so the question really becomes when you start talking about other churches, the, the thing about Mormonism is also they keep the records. Like if you went to the downtown office, the main offices for the LDS church, somewhere in there, whether it's on a computer or an actual file card or whatever, is your name, your birth date, who your parents are. And all sorts of facts and information about you. Maybe your address. If you're an active member, your address will be there. Yep. Your phone number may be there. Like, like they know who you are at church headquarters. And they have the right to contact you. The Vatican doesn't do that. Right? No, the they Vat- do. The Vatican keeps... Not the Vatican centrally. Okay. But the, but but every parish keeps very very strict records of baptisms. Right. Very strict a records. A parish does. And that's the difference that I'm drawing. It would okay. be the difference between a ward... And the central church downtown, right. right? The wards, they do keep records, but they keep the same records. Th- those records are issued to them from the downtown church, right? Right. Whereas if you're Catholic, the Vatican doesn't get involved. There's nothing central about it. It's your parish, and that's it. Although at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if everything was computerized and it all did sync up to the Vatican at some point. I would not be surprised if they had a, 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 a list. Who who knows? Yeah, I but know. I know how traditionally it has worked. Right. And your parish has your records. That's where like your baptism and your confirmation and all that's going to be. Um, if it, a, a parish will keep records of all the marriages that have been performed there, it's, you know, so forth and so on. Right. And so, um, so I think if as as a Catholic you were wanting to go through some similar steps, you would need to. Go back to the parish where these events happened in your life and have them remove those records. But the problem is, if it's them just keeping track of the fact that they did it, that's different than what we're talking about with the Mormon church, which is it's a fucking card, right? It's a file in a computer that has your name with all your stuff on it, and they're saying you are a member. Well, I got news for you. Just like if you were a member of a club. Right. They, right. I th- now the 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 bad news is that they don't have to expunge your records from their records. But what they can so the 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 way the Catholics do it is that they don't take off the fact that they they don't you know redact your name from mm-hmm. their records or anything like right. that. They just now add a a little a little blip onto it that mm-hmm. says has resigned. Right. Sure. Um, or in the Catholic lingo, has uh, defected. In, in Catholicism, <laughs> you you don't resign from Catholicism on the, on their front. Is that on, punishable by death? You defect from from Catholicism. <laughs> uh, you you uh, you offer them a 
an actus formalis defectionis ab mm. ecclesia. Mm. Ecclesia. Anyway, um, that uh, that's their official way of doing it. Um, and then they just and then next to your birth or your your baptism uh, record, they mark that you are now resigned. Right. Okay. Um, there have been. I'm I'm just going to go back to the legal thing really quickly. Uh, there has been uh, there have been cases f- filed. One of which was uh, probably the 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 strongest um, case was filed in Oklahoma. That's Gwyn versus Ch- Church of Collinsville. Okay. Uh, in Oklahoma, this went to the uh, appellate courts um, in uh, in Oklahoma, and uh, it was determined that uh, that Miss Miss Gwyn, what was her name? Something Gwen. Uh, anyway, she had the right to. Uh, so, oh, Marion Gwen. What happened with Marion Gwen is that she was. She had been informed by her church that she, that they were going to try her, in some sort of church dis- disciplinary action. This is this is yeah, Church of Christ, Collinsville, Oklahoma. Uh, they 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 told her that they were going to try her for I think. Uh, some sort of sexy crime, some sort of <laughs> adultery or something. I'm you're not. too sexy, man. Ma- madam, you're too sexy and we're going to hold a court. Uh, her <laughs> response to that was to bring them a letter of resignation and just oh. say, I resign from the church. Hmm. I'm not going to put up with your stupid court, she your br- disciplinary she, she, action. She brought the sexy back. She's bringing sexy back. <laughs> uh, and so she, she gave them the thing. Well, they still they decided not to uh, bother with her resignation, and oh. they uh, excommunicated her after oh. the fact, and they told the whole parish about it. We they talked got, about this on the show. They got up in front of the parish and they said, "Hey, she uh, she's been excommunicated," uh-huh. and she sued. Good for her, and, as she should, and she won. As she should have. She won in uh, in in appeals. Mm, okay. Uh, and so what that says to us is that you have the right to resign at any time, uh-huh. and they can't. Then they and the church then has no legal right to pursue anything beyond that. Uh-huh. Uh And that was a big deal. Uh, that is a big deal because a lot and a, and this is still a problem. A lot of pastors, a lot of uh, ecclesiastical leaders. Believe that they have the right. Believe that it's in their hands what happens to you mm. uh, in terms of your association with their church. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, I, in researching this, I found a blog post uh, ex- just uh, telling pastors, quote, don't let the people resign into thin air. And it basically just was saying, you know what? You, you don't have to accept their resignation. You can tell them, no, you're going to go to a disciplinary action. And you can put it in your in your governing documents, a clause that says, and he he lists an example of the kind of language he was talking about. Uh, and this is from the Constitution of the Church that he's a member of, mm. which is the Third Avenue Baptist Church in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Clause three: The church shall have authority to refuse a member's voluntary resignation or transfer membership to another church, either for the purpose of proceeding with a process of church discipline, or for any other reason the church deems necessary or prudent. Mm. Uh, so, depending on what church you're in, they might try and bully you a little bit. you got to have a fight on your hands. Yeah. But, 
in the United States of America. And that's yes. all we are talking about. Yeah. So sorry, Australian and British and Canadian. Canadian and all these other listeners. New Zealand. You, Finland. This, you're going to have to sort out your own laws. Yeah. Uh, in, ter- in in terms of this. But uh, in these United States, uh, you have the legal right to leave, uh-huh. and they can't do shit after that. Yeah. They do not have the legal right to make comment about you, to mm-hmm. contact you even, if you ask not to be contacted. Right. They do not have the legal right to do pretty much jack shit. Yeah. They may still do it. Right. Uh, but you can sue it. Yes. That, that was, was my that, that was, was my little rhyme. They may do they might do it, but you can sue it. That's right. <laughs> and if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Yeah. You're we yeah, I think you missed uh, a, calling? a calling in life. I Dan. could I I could be a a, a a litigator. A litigator, a defense lawyer, <laughs> a criminal defense uh, lawyer. <laughs> um so here's the deal. Okay. This is leading us to something. Which in, is there there's something in um in in the question or in the email, right? Um that that leads me to believe that he's wondering whether he should like if this is an option for him. Or if it's if it's something he should be considering, right. Exactly, right. And so we wanted to kind of have that discussion. Should atheists resign from the church that their parents raised them in or that they might have joined before being atheists? Right. Now, I, I'm going to – we'll start this discussion by, by saying that I didn't care mm. that the Mormon church was counting me as a member for the longest time. Right. I was an atheist for years mm-hmm. before I resigned from the church. Same here. And I – and. Finally, what what pushed it over the edge for me was when the church was paying a lot of money mm-hmm. to campaign against gay rights yeah. in California. And yeah. the whole Prop 8 thing pissed me the fuck off. And I said, hells no. And uh-huh. not only did I resign, but I went to a big rally where that was against Prop 8. Um, and, I had a, a, and I got 80 other people to <laughs> resign from the church. Right. I went on a backwards mission mm-hmm. and I killed it. Yeah. So that that was my reason for resigning. Uh but before that, it didn't seem it did, it, it occurred to me that I didn't give a shit. Hmm. Now, however, upon further reflection, mm-hmm. I think we have to resign. I know. I think we as an atheist community, it's it's not just to send a message to them, although that's nice. Mm-hmm. It's about us. It is. Yeah. It's about declaring your identity. Yeah. It's about regaining your identity from them yeah i don't think you can be a full atheist if there's a church out there that can claim you as a member there there is a church out there that thinks that you belong to them i mean the catholic church specifically has a has a formal policy that they see you as a full member a member of their of their flock forever yeah until you send them your your Latin words, your actus formalis <laughs> defectionis abed ecclesia. It's just declaring who you are and standing up and saying, this, this, this is me. The, yeah. You it's, know, it's a formal act of saying, look, you don't have to, you don't have to be a jerk about it. No, you can be a jerk all. about it if you want to. You can if, say, Fuck if that's you. what floats your boat, great. That's fine. But you can also just say, look, I appreciate things that you've done for me, but I don't, but that's not who I am. Right. And I need to be me. Right. And this is who I am. Yeah. And I think that I think that that is healthy. I think that that is strong. Yeah. And I think that it is for our sake, not for theirs. Right. 
we must do this. Right. So, so we have decided we're we're embarking on an initiative, people. We're, uh, a campaign, a campaign. If you will. Yeah. Uh, we want you to resign. Yeah. We want you to resign from your church, and yeah. we want you to tell us about it. Yes, because if you resign, and uh, well, when you resign, when you resign, it's no longer an if; it's when. Um, we would like you to send us a copy of your resignation of your letter. resignation letter. If you feel comfortable with it, now, if there's some things you want to read back. We're going to throw purposes, some. That's fine. We're going to throw some links um, up onto the onto our website mm-hmm. for for, for uh, helpful tools or for, uh, helpful resources for how to resign. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. uh, and we'll do as as much as we can. If you guys send us some some stuff about uh, the laws in your land, uh-huh. we will also put that on our yeah, website. Absolutely. Uh, and we are going to. And if you send us a copy of your letter, mm-hmm. and uh, and. And just tell us who you are and, and tell us your story. We will send you your atheist card. You'll be a card-carrying atheist. We're going to send you an atheist card. Uh, you, we, you don't have to do anything but just tell us. Who, we're going to... We, we just get such a kick out of this. This is We've realized that we think that this is important enough that we are just going to send it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, can, you can include in this a donation to us if you want to. Um, but, but not necessary. But we're not we're not asking for yeah. it. Yeah. We will send you a, a little card. You can put it in your wallet if you want. It's just for fun. But we want uh, we want you to be a card carrying atheist, and we don't think you can do it until you've resigned from your church. Yeah. So that's our that's our cause. This is that's that's. It that's, only took 143 episodes to find our cause. Our cause celeb. <laughs> oh. Uh. Uh, if, I think it's great. I think it's important. Um, it, you know, there are there are there are consequences to it, and yeah. and so if you can't do it, we, no, I, I get that. I totally gonna... understand that. Like you have, might have a situation with a parent that you just don't want to upset as we, for whatever as reason. As we learned from that voicemail, um, someone, it, it especially if you're Mormon, it's gonna get back to your family. Yeah. Yeah, and that can cause a lot of trouble. In but the she was also ready. She was going to talk to her yes. parents anyway, right? About it. So prep your mind. Yeah. If this this is a process, people. Yeah. This if this takes you two five years, it doesn't matter. No. We encourage you to to go through the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, face the process bravely. If you don't end up doing it, that's not. We're right. not. We're, we can't kick you out of atheism. It's not a thing. <laughs> But you don't get a card. But you get no card. You will not. You do not have get the card. The official. Thank God I'm atheist. <laughs> atheist card. Um, uh, one more website that I went to was talking about possible consequences and pointed out, by the way, uh, mm. for our, for our Mormon listeners, if you're attending uh, an LDS church-owned school, mm. um, and I assume this applies to church-owned other church-owned schools, not LDS church-owned schools, but schools. Mm-hmm you know that are own that are religious in nature you could be kicked out yeah so get your shit in order before you do well, this. if you're at byu you will be kicked out if you get if you're at byu mm-hmm. uh and any they of the, allow they allow non-mormons to go there but if you're mormon when you start or if you were mormon at one point and you no longer are right uh they yeah, nope yeah, so I so be careful. They can they they can technically they probably won't just for a resignation, but technically they can even revoke old degrees. I've heard that. Yeah. So I so just be careful about that. Do your research. Get your tr- credits transferred to another school before you resign, <laughs> uh, or whatever. But we, you know what? What we're urging is steps 
toward psychological freedom. Yeah. And we want it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've already sent in your letter, send us a copy of that. Yeah, if you've we'll already, send you the card. If you've already done it, you get your card. Yeah, and then let's say you've already done it, and you have you don't have the letter because you didn't think it was much of a keepsake. Uh, that's fine too. Just let us know. We're working with the honor system here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it, we're, this is we're totally gonna we're system. gonna believe you. This is for you, people. However, this we is... will not let this bankrupt us either. No, that's true. That's true. We're not going to send out four million. Whatever. Uh, but but yeah, we uh, we want to send you the card. We will um we'll we'll put a mock up up on the website so you get a sense of it. So you get a sense of what it, what it's going to look like. There may be some. Once you see it, you're going to want it. Oh, it's going to be gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we we hope that you'll uh, you'll do this and and uh, and. You know, link to link to the post on the website. Show your friends. Let people know that this is happening. Mm-hmm. We're starting a movement, people. Resigning from your church. Yay! Hooray! Do it. Do it's, it. A, it's a joyful time, and uh, and and we will celebrate you. Well, if you want to contact us about anything, including getting those uh, letters of resignation to us, mm-hmm. uh, the way to do that is through the emails. That would be. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442 go onto the facebook page uh that's facebook.com slash tgi atheist or the twitter feed tgi at tgi atheist and of course our website is thankgodimatheist.com that's where you're going to find a lot of this stuff all of this stuff yeah um, and that's where you can donate also to the cause. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support people getting their card, just you know, <laughs> shoot a couple bucks our way. Yeah, it'll be good. Be great. All right. Well, uh, thanks, of course, to Mackenzie for all of uh, your help on Facebook. You're fantastic. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of your music. All right. And well, thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs>